Hey there. This next episode we're going to record today is something that we weren't planning on talking about for a few more weeks. We had some other episodes lined up, but because it's kind of, well, it's a really big deal right now here in this country, we decided to um, move the other episodes down the line and share this episode this week because it's happening in real time right now. Uh, We hope this is um, an interesting topic to you. It's definitely been a very interesting in our lives. And here you go. Bienvenidos, welcome, and thank you for joining us for Season 1, Episode 6 of the Panafamilia Podcast with Eduardo and Nicole, where we discuss our experience relocating to and raising our three young children here in Panama, share a journey of building our new farm and home here in Central America, and let you know what we're learning along the way. We're glad you're here. Vaminos! The uh, protests and uh, yeah. in Panama, uh, the nationwide protests. It's November first. Uh, it's November first right now, and uh, it's been about ten days since they started. Um, just a little quick timeline. Uh, Go ahead. Friday, October the twentieth, the Panamanian legislation uh, passed a bill that gave uh, mining rights to a Canadian company called First Quantum Minerals, and. Uh, it was one of the fastest and most uh, approved uh, legislations passed by the Congress. It was pretty much, I think it was over 90% that approved it. And it, it was two days that it got um, passed. So it was pr- pretty quick for it to get passed. And over the next 48 hours, uh, as the nation people learned about it, uh, basically it mobilized and started protesting. Just to clarify, this mine has already been in has already been like a working mine for the last 30 years since 1991. So this was basically just like a, a renewal of the contract for another 20 years. So like the mine's already there. There's already people working there. Like it's already been happening. And this is where it gets really, uh, tricky and complicated with the internet and social media and, uh, just the news in general, you know, get, all the facts and you don't know what's real and what's not real so um that's why we haven't really gotten too involved with the uh, politics of this uh these protests that uh, we're kind of just like we're, we're more talking about what's how we've dealt with them and what we're going through and i imagine a lot of other families in panama are going through uh you know panamanian families uh expat families retirees everyone's dealing with this um but yeah that's been the most uh frustrating thing is like and it's just like with everything else. You don't know what's true, what's, what's the narrative, what's... Uh, you just don't know. And you just kind of go with it and you just 
it is what it is right now with with the internet and sharing and stuff like that. Um, but well, you, I mean, you don't go with it. You just like it. We don't necessarily need to pick sides, right? Because we're yes, it's affecting us, but like we're not citizens. Like we basically are like saying okay we're gonna stay out of it but at the same time it's obviously very much affecting our lives and we're seeing affect people's lives around us and the communities around us so um yeah like like eddie said that's just kind of what we want to talk about is how it's affected us what we're seeing like being here um what we're seeing other families go through and um you know, not so much like, oh, here's the information necessarily, because we don't really know all the information, to be honest. Yeah, that's why we're not really talking more about the actual bill or legislation about it. We're just kind of talking about the protests. So, yeah, the bill the bill passed Friday, and then we were actually in Panama City for some embassy for our driver's license. We were at the United States Embassy with an appointment for Monday, and then by Sunday afternoon... Um, there was already, as of, we were walking through the streets of Panama City, uh, I, I could overhear the Spanish vendors and all the Spanish, all the Panamanians in Spanish talking about like, oh yeah, there's a protest going to happen. Uh, and then by that night time, uh, there was already protests starting in Panama City. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we did have a few people reach out to us and say that knew we were in Panama City and say like, hey, you guys should probably leave on Sunday and try to come back home because... The roads are going to maybe blocked on Monday. You guys might get stuck there. And we were like, well, we can't. We came here for an appointment that's on Monday. And, like, we didn't come all the way to Panama City to miss that appointment. Yeah, we. it was very important. Uh, uh, our driver's license were expired, so we needed to, you know, renew those. Uh, in order to drive legally. In order yeah. to drive legally. And this appointment was made a month ago, and you can only make it a month out, so, like, we didn't know, and we're not close to Panama City. We can't just drive down there. Uh, yeah, in you know, a couple it's, weeks. Or it's a five-hour drive if everything goes smooth to Panama City. So we decided to stick it out because of the appointment. And so by Sunday night, the protests started, and they were pretty warming up. Uh, you know, in the layup line, as we say in basketball. Uh, you know, they weren't too crazy. It was not that many people. And then Monday morning, we woke up to go to our appointment. We we started getting emails from, or uh, from the embassy about like, don't come if you if you absolutely don't have to come. But we were already there, so we went. So Monday morning, we didn't know what to expect Monday morning, so we woke up and it was actually a pretty quiet morning in Panama City. And uh, we drove to the embassy, no problems, and uh, we just got our embassy stuff done really quick. And then we decided to stay an extra day in Panama City. We were supposed to leave right after um, our, the, appointment. our appointment. and But we decided to stay because um, we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, and we had heard there were... Because there's only two ways out of Panama City. It's two different bridges. And we had heard that the bridges were going to be closed. So we really didn't want us plus our three kids to be trapped on a bridge all day long we've heard horror stories of people being trapped in their car for you know 20 plus hours because of protests like this and we weren't willing to risk that so i reached out to our airbnb host and said hey can we stay another night and luckily they had availability so the plan was we'll stay the rest of monday and then 
wake uh, up as early as possible Tuesday morning and just get out of the city as soon as we can, like before the sun comes up. Yeah, and it was a good call because the bridges did get closed uh, Monday. So we kind of just hung out around the Airbnb and we couldn't go anywhere because there was pr protests popping up throughout the day. Um, there were not just protests, but roadblocks. Protests yeah. and roadblocks. Like these people aren't just standing on sidewalks with signs. They're like walking the road, so you yeah. can't even get through. So yeah. in real time, we were watching, you know, protests pop up in the city, and then you could see it throughout the day. Like roads around us were starting to get blocked, and traffic was uh, starting to get backed up to the point where, like, we were in a neighborhood that was the two days before that was pretty quiet, no traffic, only the people who lived there. To the point where, like, it was backed up completely in With the neighborhood sandstill traffic right? yeah, in yeah. These because they were blocking off roads in the up ahead and it was just it just kept backing up traffic the bridges open up around nine o'clock uh, at night and then um same with all the protests in the uh in panama city they eventually just went home uh so we basically told ourselves we can't stay here forever we have to go back home so we decided to uh wake up really early uh, load up, and we loaded up on water and food just in case something did happen. And gas. And gas. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we headed out the next day, early in the morning, to uh, back to Las Lajas, which is five hours away from us, as I said. You checked the road. We woke up at like 4 a.m. You checked the roads um, on the two like apps that we've been using, Waze and Google Maps, to like check for roadblocks. Um, it looked like it was clear, so we figured, okay, let's go. So we prepared a bunch of food and packed everything up, woke the boys up at like six. Our goal was to be, what was our goal? To be somewhere by, oh, to be in Santiago by nine or something before nine, because yeah. Santiago is like three hours away and there was supposed to be like really big protests there. So anyways, we were able to make it out. Um, it was raining and we packed up the car and the drive out was smooth. Yeah, it was pretty smooth for the first two hours. And we and were like, oh, okay, this is going to be, yeah, yeah. be fine. Yeah, I mean, like, it was uh, kind of like, if you didn't know there was, like, this stuff going on, it was just another <clears throat> day driving with a kind of, it was pretty light traffic and we, mm -hmm. we made, we, we got out of Panama City pretty quickly and we got out of, like, the, all the cities that are right next to Panama City pretty quickly and it was pretty smooth um, for about two, three hours. Um, and then we finally hit our first uh, uh, road stop. Uh, uh, roadblock. Roadblock was in Nato. Nata. 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 I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And just, uh, you just, all of a sudden you just stopped. Just you just stopped. It's traffic. just standstill traffic. You can really stop. There's just people on the road literally just blocking the main highway. Yeah. So then that's when... You know, we decided, we told ourselves, like, if we find ourselves at a roadblock, we're going to try to find a way to go around it through some of the country roads. So we started, uh, you know, doing that, and we were driving around Nato, or Nata, what I, wait, what is it? Nata? It's Nata. Not, yeah. We were driving around Nata on one side of town, and Nicole found a route, and it looked pretty promising, and it's a rainy season right now. And we started going out this like country road through uh, sugarcane fields, and I was like, "Oh, we're actually gonna bypass this thing. This is awesome." Why like, isn't anyone else out yeah, here? Why yeah, why isn't anybody else we're, out we're here? We're so smart. And it started getting a little muddier, <laughs> muddier. Then all of a sudden, we turn and it's like completely flooded. 
There's like a crane in the water. Like, yeah. Playing in the water and and I, like, oh. I was like, all right, we're not going to even try to go through that. Because we've, we've gone through some pretty like muddy, wet, almost like, yeah, like sh- small, like shallow river roads. But, but this looked like it yeah. was pretty deep. So yeah. we decided to turn around and then we hopped on the other side of town. And we were looking for roads, and oh, there was man. just no roads. Literally no way out. There was no way. Like, and after, uh, like, 15 minutes, we were like, okay, we just have to accept this. Yeah. Like, we just so, have to stop. So, yeah, we just... <laughs> so then we ended up just parking at the closest we could to the beginning of the the uh, roadblock. Like on a side neighborhood road. A side neighborhood, yeah. and we put the car in park, and... Hung just hung out. For, like, two hours. For, yeah. like, two hours. We had some food. We walked around a little. It was pretty hot. We, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of were there hanging out, read some stories to the kids. Read some stories. I walked around um, a couple times. Talk, and You talked to some people. Yeah, I talked to some people. And uh, so I was talking to people at this first roadblock. Uh, I speak Spanish, obviously. And I just started asking about the protests and just, okay, this is, I mean, this is our first protest. That we've heard about these protests from last year and we've heard about them from other people like, oh, these do happen. So I just started asking them, like, okay, how long does these go? And they kept saying, oh, they'll go for another hour, two hours maybe, and then, and then they'll open up. And then they would ask me, like, where am I going? And then I'd tell them, oh, yeah, we actually live in Chiriki, in the Chiriki province. And every single guy, I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding, like, every single Panamanian that I told them that where I was going, they would always say the same thing, like, oh, you live where all the hardcore people live. <laughs> Like, like those that, those roadblocks don't ever open. Yeah, like, they would always say like down here, they will like open them up eventually and like let traffic move. But um, where you live, um, they don't open up. They don't open up. And I was like, really? Okay, well that's good to know. Noted. Discouraging. It was discouraging, <laughs> but I was like, okay. Maybe they're just saying that, you yeah, know. Yeah, just being dramatic. Just being dramatic, you know, whatever. Um, so I'd put, and another thing they said is like, well, once this one opens up, there's another roadblock five minutes down the road. So, so we were already like gearing up for like the next one in five minutes yeah. once we got through. Yeah. So it was, I so saw, I was actually walking for like the second or third time cause I was getting really hot just sitting there and getting bit by mosquitoes at that where we were stopped. So I was walking then all of a sudden I hear a bunch of cars start turning on and then literally <laughs> at the same time. As the car's turning on, Nicole's calling me, and it was she, like I pick up. She's like, "Where are you at? We're going, we're going, we're going!" And I was like, "I know, I know. I, I hear everyone. Everyone's got their cars turned on." And I just start running with my son, our son Gene, who's like who's one year old, start booking it, and like it's like a like a like a, a race, a race. like like oh, okay, like who's gonna get to the person front of the said line go, yeah. everyone's just going. So like. We ran. I ran back in the car. I think. I think you were driving. I right? was driving, but then you were like, "You gotta let me drive for this." You got, so then <laughs> like, I'm more aggressive than you. Yeah. So then eventually, like, I let, we let the people behind us pass us up as me and Nicole switch seats. No, they they just passed. Oh, us. they just passed us up. We didn't let them. They just started going around. us. they're probably impatient. So then we start going, and it's just like here driving in Panama and a lot of Latin America, like Mexico and stuff like that. Like you just. You just go. If you if you wait for people to be nice, like they're never gonna let you through. You just have to go yeah. and like just hope they don't hit you. Traffic was actually moving really quickly, very fast. Like I yeah. thought it was gonna take a while, but all of a sudden you're just going, you know, like forty miles an hour. So it was like off to the races. We're all booking it down the the Pan American, 
Then all of a sudden, you just see a bunch of red lights. Maybe like 10 minutes. Not even. No not, way. Not even Probably 10 minutes. Probably five minutes. Because so we're like all happy. And we're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. So we drive like five minutes. And then we eventually, everyone just starts turning the brake lights on. And then we're just stuck at another um, roadblock. Uh, but this time, we're actually on the highway. And we just, all right, here we go. We're in another one. This one was only like 30 minutes. Yeah, not even that long. The was, thing is, though, we were like on the freeway. Like the other one, we could go into town and get stuff. If we yeah, we were in, we were in town. Yeah, on the freeway stuff. Yeah, so. so this one was like we were in it, but it was actually only thirty minutes, and then it started going again. Um, we're like, okay, that's not bad, not bad. Uh, okay, right? yeah, that's not and bad. And then our next thing was like, okay, we're gonna get to Santiago, which is like kind of the first of like the big. Yeah. The Bravos or Bravas. Yeah, or yeah the, Bravo, the Bravo. Uh, the Bravo. Uh, and then we kind of heard, too, through some social media channels about, like, how it was going in Santiago. So, like, Nicole was, like, like on it, like, trying to find a different route. Uh, as long Because the thing about Santiago is it's a much bigger town. So there are a lot of, you know, there's not just one main highway. You can go through town to get around different areas. So I was already planning, like, okay, we're going to take this left, first left, and then go through town and... Um, so by the time we got there, we didn't even like risk going into, um, going into like the main town. We got off the main highway as we didn't, soon as possible. We didn't even see the uh, protest in Santiago because no, yeah. we were just like, we're not going to deal with it. We and saw red all over the map. Yeah, and then the next decision we had to make was, do we go around it and go in, back into the Pan American, or do we take the longer way through the peninsula out in the country, and uh, and it was also like Google Maps was telling us one way, and then the Waze was, was telling us another. Way. So yeah. we had to like choose like which app to yeah. trust more. Because like we heard there was the next town after uh, after uh, Santiago was Tole, and that was the next uh, protest, and that's where like the the Bravos, the hardcore guys, start mm -hmm. uh, going. So, but Waze told us to go that. Yeah, way. but Waze told us yeah. to go that way. But Google Maps was telling us it's completely closed. Yeah. And then the other route we found was around the peninsula, and it was an extra two to three hours. How no, much it was just an extra hour. Oh, it was an extra hour yeah. drive, and we basically decided, like, let's just take the longer route. Like, just to be safe. Just yeah. to be safe. Yeah. Um, so then we started going toward the town of Sora. Sona. Oh, Sona. 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 Um, it's called Via Sona, so it's like an old, yeah, old highway that's not used as much, and it's like an alternate route. And it was like a really smooth drive, and it was pretty, right? And we were just yeah, kind of no, like, it oh, was this uh, is like nice, and yeah, we were driving yeah. out there, and uh, it we was, stopped at the big store. You got some meatballs, some, some Chinese, dumplings, some Chinese. Oh my gosh, I'll, yeah. I, I have an episode just on the Chinese dumplings. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, we stop, and we're like, oh, this has got to just be like some traffic because we're getting close to the town. And then Eddie gets out and walks up and talks to a few people. And they're like, oh, no, like they're blocked. There's like one bridge that goes into over the river into town. And like it's like once you get to these rivers, like there's usually only one way across the river. So yeah. like you can't just go around the bridge somewhere yeah. else. We were there for probably an hour. Though. For an hour. And as always, I just walk up to it. And this one, I actually uh, walked up to the protest and watched them protest. And it was honestly like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, it was like just a very different wide ranging group of like ages and genders and ethnicities. And, uh, they were all singing and they were all beating the drum and they're all 
saying uh you know just no no la minaria and i um, like I, um, I got like a little emotional watching them because it was like oh my this is awesome this is like i can get behind this like this is beautiful like they're protesting they're exercising their democratic rights as citizens of this country and this country is letting them do that and yeah it was beautiful then uh the guy told me oh yeah they're gonna open up in an hour or they're gonna open up at six o'clock or five o'clock i forgot what it said like, oh, cool. So then started so walking. So by this time we've been on the road, it was probably like 3 o'clock. Yeah. We've probably been on the road for, you know, like nine hours. Nine right hours. Now, yeah. And then when they said, like, ten minutes later, like, everyone started going. And I was, like, very, like, uh, I was very happy about it. I was, like, this, I can, I can live with a little uh, inconvenience in my life if that's what it is. I mean, like, they did their thing. They opened up. We drove through the town and we kept going, and we just kept driving through the the uh, country more, and it was beautiful and it's so pretty. It's so beautiful there. And quiet and um, it's like mountainous, but eventually you can see the ocean. But anyways, yeah, then we and we were like on a high. I felt like I felt like we were all in a very good mood. Yeah, we had the windows down. Um, Jude was enjoying the breeze. Like the boys were, you know, they were obviously getting impatient. But they were like, really good though. Fussy sometimes, but for the most part, they did really good. Like, yeah, they did really good. Uh, Jesse was sick, so he was like sleeping most of the he time. The but that kind of worked yeah. out in his and our favor. And then we got to we got to the checkpoint. This checkpoint, uh, this immigration checkpoint or agriculture checkpoint that I hate going through. But it, when we turned onto the Pan American, it was like dead quiet. Yeah. And then when we drove up to it, it was like they were surprised that they saw us. <laughs> like everyone was just like sitting down. Yeah. Like what do you do? How did you get through? Yeah. And we we're like oh, so there we did miss a big roadblock that we would have gone through. If yeah, we the, went through the, the toilet one. So we made the right choice for sure, going the long way. And then we are like, okay, we're almost home. Like we're, we're only like thirty minutes from. Yeah, our that house. checkpoint's only like thirty minutes yeah. from my house. And then we're driving. It's Start getting over. darker and darker. And it's it's raining. raining. And then, yeah, all of a sudden we see, you know, like semi trucks. But the semi trucks aren't even. They're like turned off, and they're like, one lane's all the way to the right shoulder. The other group of trucks is all the way to the left shoulder, and there's this big gap. In the middle and i was like oh like you need to just go down the middle like they know this is not going anywhere there was a roadblock right at the crossing where we where we would turn into our town so this is like it's called san felix and it's um it's a town right on the pan-american crossing and then you make a left right there to go to our town of las lajas but like they had it blocked so we could not make that left turn even if we went on the wrong side, which we did, we just went on the opposite side of the freeway and we we're like, oh, we'll just go on the opposite side, make that left turn and we'll be good to go. We get up there and there's like tires, branches. Um, yeah. We park and it's getting darker. It's raining. It's like not like a hard rain, but it's like a sprinkle, almost like almost wants to rain. Mm -hmm. And I like just like all the other ones, I decided to get out of the car and walk up there. And the vibe from this protest compared to the last one was like just completely different. I actually didn't feel very comfortable. Not that I felt in danger, but I just felt like it just the protest felt a lot more aggressive. Not and not it's not like anyone like was being aggressive. Being aggressive to me. It was just like 
this is here don't don't touch anything yeah it was like because like there was no one no one was actually protesting that's the thing too yeah they just set up the big roadblocks but then they all just kind of they're not there or maybe they're standing on the side a little bit but there's not there wasn't a ton of people with signs and flags no 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 it was like it was more of like we're blocking this road and you're not getting through us and this is how we're sending a message whereas the other ones there was always people at the front talking with megaphones you know trying to convey their message it was just a completely different vibe it was more of like this is what we're doing and like deal with it Mm -hmm. and then and it was pretty um discouraging because we were so close close to home and i was like well let's start walking but the thing is it would have been probably an hour walk from where we were because like it still was pretty you know it's like a 20 minute drive from the freeway down to our house you know plus we had all our luggage and our stuff i called a couple people in town that i knew said like hey can you come pick us up like you could drive up from town but nobody answered the boys were obviously getting tired yeah everyone, and everyone was reaching their breaking point we were you know just we, we were so close and so um we talked to a guy on the side and he was like where are you trying to get and we told him and then eddie was like you know we got to just use our last option here which is this um this old bridge that connects two towns we could get to one of the towns called Remedios and there's this old, old creaky historic bridge that. So we saw this bridge about a month ago when we were checking out the river and, uh, it's a pretty sketchy looking bridge. The, the pillars underneath it are like the beams are literally broken. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure it's not up to code it, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it's, I wouldn't use it if I, unless I didn't have to. Yeah, unless you absolutely unless have I to. didn't have to. And like, but then I told Nicole, I was like, let's take the bridge. And Nicole, like, right off the bat, I was like, no, we're not taking it. I'm not taking my I'm not family. Take, I'm not that. taking my family on that bridge. So then I've got my Panamanian friends that I play basketball with. So I just want, I mean, because like, I wasn't sure either. <laughs> so I messaged a couple of them. And like one of the guys that I, I messaged, I was like, "Hey, is that is that bridge safe to to drive?" And he literally says, "Like, well, I hope so, because we've all been using it ever since they closed <laughs> up." And he's like, "He's like, and he's like, yeah, we've been taking it." Uh, I feel like it's like the secret gift of these towns. Yeah, it's a like secret. it really is because if not, like you couldn't get between the two towns to get places. People in Las Lajas like could never leave. Um, yeah. You couldn't get over there to get gas. Like, anyways, we we drove down there. It's dark now. Like, it's dark, dark and it's raining. It's like yeah, actually it's raining. it's like yeah, very dreary. And we pull up to the the first the bridge. Fir- we didn't know there was two though. Yeah, we thought yeah because like, we, we, we pull up to a bridge. A taxi comes over and we're like, is that okay? And he's like, yeah, just go slow. It's fine. And I was like, oh, this is so much shorter than I remember. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Okay. The whole time we we're like, I remember the bridge being a lot bigger, but but okay. I walked across it, right? Yeah, the you walked. One? Yeah, you the first one, like which I thought was like the safest one, and I was like, this isn't the river, but okay, I'm this. So Nicole and, walked across it. And I'm it. like, okay, that wasn't too bad. And then we're like, wait, I'm pretty sure there's that wasn't the main one. So then we get to the bridge. The real bridge. The real bridge. And the river is flowing. This it, is a big river. This is a big river. This it. is one of the bigger rivers in the area. Uh, it's raining, so the water is going. F- I mean, basically all the water from the mountain goes down that river, so uh, <laughs> it was going fast. And but there's like people there crossing it right in front of us. So, We're seeing them do so it. So I'm, you know? I'm, yeah. I feel as as 
when my friend told me that they're doing it, that made me feel a lot better. And then when I saw people actually doing it when we were there, I felt a lot more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then Nicole still wanted to walk for like a split second. But it was raining and dark. Maybe if the sun was out. But I was also like, I also don't want to stand here and like watch you fall to your death. Yeah. So I guess let's all just. Yeah. The, but there's just like one part that like. There's like this big drop, which I really don't think is supposed to be there. Yeah, there's a big dip. And then and that also, too, there was that, he looked like a government guy. Oh, he and came and talked to and us? Came, he came and told Nicole, like, it's safe, it's safe. It's okay. Like, just he go slow. He said, better. just go slow. Just yeah, go slow. he made me feel better. Uh, so we got on the bridge. Nicole did not make a noise. Um, <laughs> I was just going with it. I was kind of like laughing I was, about I it. I had my eyes closed and I was just praying the I whole was time. Laughing I was not about looking it. down or anything. Yeah, Nicole's dead quiet. And I was kind of like, well, if I'm going to die, I might as well die with a smile. Uh, <laughs> so we made it across. And oh. Nicole, like, literally, is like, we got onto, like, Earth again. <laughs> like, she was like, whew, we're back. I finally, yeah, I like breathing. And then, back. like, once we got to that other side of the bridge, it was like, okay, we're, we're, we're home. home. Yeah, we're home free. We're okay now. Yeah. And so... And we were thinking, all right, this will end in a couple days or tomorrow. Like, let's just go home. And, so like, we, and we, we made it home. Yeah, we yeah. stopped for some burgers and we went home and we just like... We were fine. We were fine. And then that night, like, we were so tired. The electricity went out and I usually... Oh, yeah. I can't sleep with the AC in on. I just slept right there. It through. was out all night. It was so hot. That's when you did your whole drive to go get all our food. We had no food in the house. Oh, remember? yeah. We had no food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were planning on, like, grocery shopping on the way back, but, like... We couldn't go to our main grocery store, either of them, or the one on the way home in Santiago. We couldn't go there. We couldn't go to David because the roads were all blocked. So, yeah. like, we had no meat in the house. We didn't have, like, you know, usually we try to keep, like, meat, milk, eggs. Like, we didn't have any produce, like, bread. Like, we had almost nothing. So, so you decided to go back over the bridge because that's where the fish market is that he goes to. And luckily, we've already been going to this fish market and he has the guy's number. So on Wednesday morning, Eddie was gone for probably two to three hours because you went and checked on the cows that we hadn't. Like, we had a local friend here checking on them while we were gone. But, like, you went and got fish. You went and got gas. Like, you went and got some other groceries. Like, oh, the eggs were out pretty quickly. Actually, the eggs were gone. With Yeah, because there was already, like, hardly any eggs. But other than eggs at the grocery store, everything was available uh, for the most part. At, at the local grocery store. I don't feel safe. We don't feel comfortable buying uh, meat at the carnicerias over here. And they were almost all out, too. They were and almost out. They hadn't out. got any fresh deliveries in, like, three days. Yeah. So and then and the produce the produce people never came down because they were like, we don't want to get stuck on the uh, highway with a bunch of produce. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, so, no fruits or vegetables. Yeah, no yeah. fruits or vegetables. So then uh, we kind of loaded up for a few days and um, thinking, okay, that'll be that. And then... Um, and then about, yeah, three days in, we're like, there's no way this is going to go on like a whole nother week. Now, this was one week ago today that we're talking about it. So it has been a whole nother week and nothing has changed. Like all the roadblocks from where we live all the way to the big main city of David have not moved. So there are semi trucks sitting on the freeway that have been sitting there for nine days now. Um, there's whatever, you know, deliveries these people had in their cars, if they were, um, food that go bad or animals that needed to be delivered somewhere, like 
they're either dead, rotten, or like they gave it to the people around them on the road because these trucks literally have not moved. Like there's every time we go up to the crossing where the roadblock is, there's like more items there. There's like bigger branches, more tires, um, stop signs. Uh, I don't even know. It's just like this is literally like they haven't moved. They haven't left or they haven't removed the blockades. So nothing has been delivered. Like we're at the point now. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say like I'll drive up to the protests at our town uh, at the crossings that we got around. I'll go from the other side where you can't move around between towns. And I just see the same red semi every single time I yeah. go there. Yeah. It's just like it's crazy. Like, oh, it's still there. Where is that guy? Is he living in his truck? Is he, in, yeah. you know, we... We, um, well, Eddie talked to a few people because he's gone to the gas station over there a few times because we're trying to make sure our car stays full of gas because gas is almost out here. Well, gas, is, gas is out. <laughs> well, you got yeah. some this morning. But she, it'll probably be gone today. Yeah. Um, but like... But he talked, I was going to say, you talked to some people that were like trying to travel through here to get to Costa Rica or to other places and they're stuck here and like they're still here. They're just staying in hotels here in this town locally. There are some, there are a, a good number of, inns here in las lajas but eventually like the inns and the restaurants are out of food most of the restaurants are closed now because they don't have any more food to cook yeah naturamente pizza closed down about five days in that's like our local pizza joint that we go once a week i met actually two one two guys that were trying to go to san jose costa rica and they were trying to ask me how to get around and i just told them like dude there's no way around and there's, then, literally, there's literally no way. Yeah, unless you get on a boat. And then I met, an, I met another group of guys that were driving the Pan American back to uh, United States. And their their truck is still there, their um, big van truck. Um, so I'm imagining, there's, yeah, they're still stuck here. And uh, So the schools have also been closed down this whole time. Um, what's happened is it started out, what we... What we have heard is it started out mostly about this this mine contract that we mentioned. And then it kind of turned into like, because the first roadblock we got to, they told us like, oh, they're not protesting the mine. Remember, they're protesting like onion prices or something. Oh, yeah, onion prices. Like other people that have issues and causes of their own are taking advantage of this situation. situation. And it's like, oh, I guess this is a good time for us to protest what we want. So the teachers are protesting. There's nurses protesting. Doctors. There's doctors protesting. There's... Taxi drivers. Taxi and bus drivers protesting. Some of these big cities there's don't even have, like... government bus. workers protesting. There's... Everyone's um, protesting. Yeah, like, like, it's turning into, like, just, like... It's not all just about the mining contract. And... So schools have been closed down, which is like kind of a bummer for for Jude, who was in school. But I mean, we are here at home so we can take care of him. But like all the kids, you know, that can't go to school anymore. I mean, this is like it just reminds me very much of like COVID when like the whole country got every single the whole world got shut down. Um, that's what's happening here is basically the whole country for the most part is being shut down. There are some places closer to Panama City on the beaches that apparently are still opening up now and then. Um, but everything farther up towards Costa Rica from us is basically like, you can't get to it. There's a place called Bocas del Toro and they're like completely out of gas and propane and like f most food and um, 
yeah, like it's really sad. Like people, it's a it's a bunch of it's like a touristy island area. Yeah, in the Caribbean side, it's like it's pretty hard to get to there, but it's you know that's why there's nothing. That's there. why there's nothing there. There's like one road out there, I think. So in here now we're out of gas and propane. There's no eggs in the stores. There's no produce in the stores. Um, we're still able to find the things that we need because we have some um, like local resources because God is taking care of us. We've able to, we've been able to get eggs. We're still getting milk. Like we're literally living off of fish because that's the only meat protein Protein. that we can get at the fish market. And thank God that fish market is accessible over that bridge. But Eddie's driving back and forth over that bridge once a week to go do that. Um, But we're trying to conserve gas. So we're really not driving anywhere. We check the cows once a day. Um, at the farm, but like, or that's like a 15 minute drive. And so like, if we do that three times a day or some, you know, go somewhere else. Then yeah. Like... We're trying to be very careful about, uh, conserving our, our fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I just, uh, like today I, I did a trip to the, uh, to the, uh, to the crossings where the protest is at. And I was looking for gas because the, the main gas station that I was going to is out. So then I walked over to the next gas station and they were out. And then I was, as I was walking, I was, I, this is the first time that I've noticed, like, just a lot more people walking with backpacks, like, just trying to get through the protest, because that's what you do. You're like, some people have been here for seven days, and they're just like, screw it, I'm just going to get my backpack and go. Um, like, walk home? So I walk home. trying to get home. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get home. So I noticed a lot of that. I noticed there's actual tents on the side of the stores, because, you know, they're just waiting for it to open up. And the the craziest thing is like there's no sign of it opening up right now. Because the 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 president has made three, I think three um, like speeches. speeches slash announcements over the past nine to ten days, with like um, oh we're gonna do this for you. One of the things he said was like we're not going to, we're going to pause all future mining contracts or whatever. But like. Basically, what people are saying is we want you to nullify the one that you just made, right? Well, he can't really do that because he already signed, signed it. it. Like, you can't just put an X through it and cancel it. I mean, it would cost the country billions of dollars to do that. To, in get, like, out, to in get, like, get out of the contract. Yeah, to get out of that. Yeah. Um, so he said other things. He said, oh, he's he called for some vote, but the vote's not till December 7th or something. So, like, are they going to go till de- till that vote? Like, we don't know. I mean, people are saying, like, they're going to go that long. And some people are saying, like, no, there's no way they can do that. Like, I just don't see how how the country can last like this. I mean, people can't go to work. Like People haven't worked. People haven't worked this whole time. You know, people that deliver certain goods, um, the guy that delivers our water, the guy that delivers our produce, like, they're not doing anything, like... Eventually, they're going to run out of money on top of, like, running out of supplies. Yeah, our produce guy didn't even come down Monday because he was like, I'm not going to. And so now it's been two weeks, um, yeah. you know. And, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's selling stuff up there. But, like, restaurants that have had to close. And, because... again, it's just, like, it reminds me of COVID stuff. Like, But, mm-hmm. like, this time there's not. And I don't know what Panama did if they handed out a bunch of free money. But, you know, there's not, like, those. No, like, simul- the stimulus checks. Stimulus checks and stuff. Like, no one's doing that. No, no one's helping anyone. Yeah. Like, it's our, just everyone's, every man for themselves. Our milk guy is, like, you know, he's a, he's a dairy farmer who sells milk to a creamery. And uh, he's just, he basically stopped milking cows because he can't get milk to the creamery. And he's, he's just been trying to sell milk to local families that can't buy milk at the grocery store anymore. Um, 
but yeah he doesn't milk all the time now because like there's only so many families that and how many dairies how many like bigger dairies like that are just gonna yeah and they're like you said they're just dumping milk every day um people that are growing vegetables are just like they're just rotting who knows what happened to things on the side of the road like yeah i mean this is like yeah democracy at work as far as like the protests and like trying to get the government's attention you know we don't know how long it's gonna go on and um like we're fine yeah we're fine it's just you know it's it's annoying but like we're fine and like we'll be okay as long as we can continue to get the food that we need and our kids you know have the food that they need um once we run out of propane which would probably happen in like three weeks i'm not sure how we'll cook yeah and the uh (laughs) every uh household here runs on propane tanks they don't have like gas lines Mm -hmm. uh so they sell propane tanks at like a discounted rate that's subsidized by the government or you gotta swap your tank for another tank uh well those are out those are out those are out there's a lot of things that a lot of the bare necessities that you need to live here are are gone like i mean like i just i mean we still have another propane tank at our house but i asked the guy at the store and i was like hey like you got any more propane and the guy's like nope we're out i got firewood though i went to a gas station today for our car and uh diesel's out and I put gas and I asked the gal, I was like, hey, like, how much gas you got left? She's like, oh, not that much. We're basically out. And so, all the other gas stations around uh, are So out. how yeah. long before that one? I, I bet another yeah. day or two. Yeah. So then the buses and the taxis can't move people around either. Because right now that's all people have to rely on that don't have cars is buses and taxis, you know, or else you're literally stuck at your, yeah, for people at your that, house. Yeah. For people that are trying to get just across the Pan American, the new move is just to get out and start walking to the end of the uh, protest and get on a taxi and go to the next protest and then walk through the protest, that new protest, and then get on another taxi and mm-hmm. hit, until you get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way you get around now if you re- if you absolutely need to go. Cause... We have stuff that we need to do in David for our immigration process. That's kind of the only thing we're like long-term a little concerned about. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out, but like we did need to get to the city to to complete that process there's like an expiration date for some of that stuff so that's one of the struggles we're working on luckily we're not like in the middle of like building a house or something right now um we're still in the process of designing and that's all just happening on computers and stuff so that's not an issue yeah i mean like um, we're in a pretty yeah. good spot like we made a home I, I just couldn't imagine being stuck we have some friends that are stuck away like away from home like they're stuck in david they can't get back to their house and they've been gone for over a week you know yeah. like there's people yeah. like that or people that traveled here and had a trip scheduled here and then just had to sit in their hotel for eight days because they couldn't go anywhere or people that came maybe to visit family and they weren't able to get to their family yeah yeah so i mean that was the biggest you know blessing it's like we, we did make it home and now we just have to worry about making sure we have the stuff to eat and right now it seems like it's fine we have a five gallon bucket that's like three quarters full of flour luckily we had like a big old stockpile of flour so i've been doing a lot of baking like i said we found eggs we have milk we got the fish market the the only thing that worries me about the the only thing that worries me about the fish market is uh since it is a wholesale fish market most of the people going there are vendors that are buying you know truckloads worth of fish and what's worrying me now is these guys aren't coming anymore and they're not selling the fish so they're going to just stop fishing because like 
what's the point of fishing if no one's They're buying just gonna it? They're going to go bad, yeah. We bought 16 fish Monday, and those a lot of fish. And we have a tiny freezer. <laughs> so that's been my yeah. biggest concern is, like, those guys will shut down. But we're just taking it day by day. Yeah, we're just taking know, it day by day and staying positive. And, and, staying positive and yeah. I mean, like... I, it, we could be in a lot worse situations. We could be stuck. In Israel or Gaza or... or yeah, in yeah. Gaza right now. Like, uh, I just... I always, like, when I think of, like, how, you know, kind of weird the situation is, I just remind myself of, like, yeah, what's going on over there at the exact same time. And, like, yeah. this isn't anything close to that. So, like... There, ha there hasn't been a moment where we felt unsafe. No, like, not at all. No, it's... It's just more about... It's convenience. Like, convenience no, and, just, like, resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, no, there hasn't been a single moment where, like... I felt like violence was going to erupt. No. I, I, uh, there hasn't been... I mean, the police aren't even up there. Yeah. The police aren't up there at all. Like, the police aren't interfering at all. At least not here. I mean, there are police interfering in Panama City because they're trying to keep the city open, and there's tear gas and stuff going on yeah. up there. And there is protesters, or I don't. I wouldn't call them protesters, but, like, there are people looting, taking advantage of the protesters. In, like, the I'd, city and stuff. Yeah, he's using yeah. them as a disguise. But, like, there's no violence going on here that I've even heard about. Yeah, yeah, like I said, like... I mean, like, that might change in another week, <laughs> if you know, people, if people get desperate yeah. and hungry, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. The cops no. Here are just chilling. Chilling, hanging out. I mean, like, uh, there's the basketball court in the middle of town, and that's right next to the police station. And I'm not even kidding. There's probably like over 50 cops just hanging out there. Yeah. I don't know what they can do. They can't like just. There must be law. They must know laws that like the, the protesters are protected on what they're doing. That's been the uh, past nine, ten days. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll give an update when it's over or hopefully this doesn't go on much longer because we don't want to do another like oh, three weeks into the protest like or, or we've turned into fish or we've done the <laughs> like hey we're here in costa rica <laughs> <laughs> we fled we found a, a black market uh boat boat driver slash submarine slash like cab driver <laughs> yeah get us out um because like the thing too is like if we did want to leave like we really can't. There's no way for us to get to an airport. Like, I, I just keep thinking of Costa Rica and Colombia. Those are the two easiest countries to get to. Colombia, we can be there an hour on an airplane. And then Costa Rica, we can be there an hour in a drive. And every single time I'm thinking about, like, oh, okay, we can rent a house here or there. Like, I'll get on the... I always like, wait, you can't get there. We like, just you, you just... There. You literally can't drive there. You like, yeah. we, like, we're an hour and a half away from the Costa Rican border, and we just can't drive there because, like... We can't get through the protests. Uh, we can't get the David to the airport to get to Colombia. At this point, it's just like, you know, inconvenience and a little annoying, um, but at the same time, could be worse. So we'll we'll end it here, and um, hopefully the next one we do, we'll say like, ah, like the roads are open, woohoo, everything's peaceful again. <laughs> Cosmo, stop it. If there's one thing that on, uh, I really miss right now, is just like any other food besides fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything. we're getting a little tired of fish. Tests. Oh, and the surf sucks too, so I can't even go surfing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wham, wham, wham. I cannot sound like a baby. <laughs>
and we'll see you next time on the Pana Familia podcast. 